I don't want to get them, young people in the UK or in the world to a point where they're just following a Christian. Because, because as we know, we are broken, sinful people ourselves. And so something was stirred within me and I thought, how do we get to a point where we so passionately love Jesus and create content that is so good and so high quality and so relevant, but it pushes young people beyond our own influence? Hey friends, thanks for joining me for another great episode of the Holy Creativity Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Biedenbach, and I have the pleasure of introducing you to some incredible creators who operate best in that intersection where faith meets creativity. My hope is that these conversations would inspire you to explore that sacred space where your faith meets your inner creative to discover the unique ways in which you can positively impact the world around you. Today's guest is Ben Cutting, a video content creator and digital evangelist for Youth for Christ in Great Britain. He's responsible for the YouTube channel Intro Outro, which currently has over 2,300 subscribers. Ben loves to create content that introduces young people to Jesus and encourages them to live out their faith. He's a football fan, both English and American, a movie lover, and quite possibly the most charming Englishman you've never met. That is until now. Let's jump into today's conversation. Ben Cutting, welcome to the Holy Creativity Podcast, my friend. Thank you so much for having me, brother. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, um, Ben's not from my part of the world. Ben, tell us where you're from, man. What are you doing? Yeah, so I uh, I live in Birmingham in uh, in England. I, uh, I make YouTube videos for young people uh, for the British Youth for Christ. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, well, thanks for joining me. Ben and I connected... Gosh, it was probably a year and a half, almost two years ago, mm. I was creating some video content, and I also work for Youth for Christ, but in the United States, and so I was trying to put some visioning and some plans together for a potential YouTube channel, so uh, I saw Ben was doing this and reached out to him, so I want to talk a little bit about uh, this this YouTube channel that you're doing, Ben, but tell us a little bit about who Ben Cutting is beyond the YouTube stuff. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm trying to think of things that I love. I love football, um, both American and soccer, as, <laughs> as you would call it. Um, I particularly enjoy traveling. I love traveling the world, particularly to, to your beautiful country, the States. Um, my room, in fact, is, is bombarded with, with posters of uh, places that I've been. So I've got LA and New York and um, various other places. I've got three uh, beautiful little nephews, four, um, four, two, and one. That's their ages, not their names. <laughs> and um, yeah, they they uh, keep me even younger than I am. And um, yeah, mainly uh, my time is taken up with with making videos, both for work and then and then as a, as a hobby as well, and also uh, playing playing soccer yeah. and uh, watching soccer, which which is pretty much all of my spare time. You can so. call it football if you need to. Okay, I'm, thank, I'm, I'm thank totally you. It feels, <laughs> it, I mean, yeah, it feels a little bit odd yeah. saying it. But, so um, I heard a rumor. Yeah. I, I was actually listening to a podcast about um, the Super League that wasn't, you know, when that whole fiasco was yes, going yeah. on, right? Mm-hmm. And someone, the host of that talked about the fact that Europeans get really upset when people call it soccer in their country. But he said, according to him, I had never heard this before, You Europeans called it soccer until the mid-70s? Is that true or not yeah. true? So it, it it came from a 
I, I think it came from the um, association. So that's, that's, that's where the word soccer comes from, the association of football. Okay. And um, I believe, I mean, please don't quote me on these facts. This is, <laughs> this is just what I'm, I'm going from, from what my housemate tells me. And, um, and he is way more intelligent than I am. So hopefully that is right. But football is the, uh, is, I would say, is the international word for it other than, other than in your great yeah, country. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we like to do things differently around here, and you know how that is. So you've been, you've traveled to some different places in our country. Do you have a favorite spot? Yeah, I. so the truth be told, I grew up watching Friends. Okay. So New York became, and my, to be honest, my love for uh, American sports in terms of, the, I, I love the New York Knicks. I love, I, I'm a Giants fan. And those those things came out of my, my love for Friends and just watching you know, Joey and Chandler talk about their love for the Knicks. Yeah. And, um, and I just, I just started to think, Oh, you know, I wonder, I wonder what they're like. And, and as I got older, started researching it more and, and became fascinated. I think the appeal was, you know, that they're just six friends who sit around all day <laughs> hanging out in a coffee shop and they don't seem to be doing any work. And I think that that would have been my absolute dream. And, and then going to watch basketball and, and, you know, dating and all this different right. stuff. And, and so I, I think that the, the, the appeal was there. And then for some reason, yeah, I just, I just started to to really enjoy. I think here, you know, we we have basketball, but it's it's not done on the same level. It's not, you know, it's not done on the same on the same engagement mm-hmm. and the amount of games and the the players. And I think I just I just really started to to get into it and wanting to know more. And uh, yeah, the Knicks the Knicks are my team from Friends, but now it's gone way beyond that. And so um, yeah, New York New York would be my my favorite spot. But um, to be honest, anywhere anywhere in the states, I, I love. Yeah. So you do this intro outro this YouTube channel for for young people, but there's a couple of videos that I've been watching your stuff, and there's a couple that are my absolute favorites. One of them is most recently uh, when you went to the the Euro Championships. Mm-hmm. And you captured it on camera, the emotion and the feeling of the penalty shootout. Tell us a little bit about what that was like being there in that moment and then having to capture it, you know, the joy or the, you know, um, I don't even know the word for what you were feeling in that moment when things mm-hmm. didn't go the way you were hoping them to go. Yeah, it was, I describe it as, so the experience as a whole, getting to go and see your your country play at a at a major tournament final in your you know in your home in your home nation is it was the best day of my life and then quickly the worst day of my life and it, and it and I think it's still when I look back and reflect on it it still is those things it was still the absolute best and worst and so even now I look back and think yeah it was the experience and the the joy to get to go and see it and and be surrounded by by people who are passionate about about football and and particularly England, you know, we it, it's been off the back of the year we've had with with COVID and being you know locked in and uh, uh, locked down and all these different things. It just it felt like a celebration of not only our our you know getting back and and people getting vaccinated and things starting to go back to normal, but equally the the joy of the sport that football is and it brings people together. And so it was it was the most um, incredible video I've, I think I've ever made and, and experienced but but equally it was it was the toughest I I remember I didn't I couldn't watch the match highlights back uh for about three weeks I didn't want to watch you know oh, I, no. I, because I was there live I didn't watch the 
the, the the highlights back but but we had I wanted to get the edit out extremely quickly so it was still relevant and so it took us about took me about two days to to edit uh, and put it all together because it's quite a long video but it but again we wanted to capture all the emotion and and the day and and I think even editing it was one of the toughest edits I've ever I've ever done just reliving the the heartache and the emotion <laughs> of you know we are one penalty away and 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 we think they're going to win and our goalie saves it and then the very next penalty we we miss and so we we lose but yeah i think o- overwhelmingly the greatest day and and quite possibly the worst day of of my life all rolled into one <laughs> well i love the way you bring bring your viewers into what you're experiencing so there's another video i want to talk about and i want to save it a little bit later uh we know so far intro outro is a youtube channel for young people but kind of how did that start to come together for you? Where did this vision come from to launch this thing? Yeah, it's um, so as I said at the beginning, I, I work for Youth for Christ. And I guess you could say that that myself and then Youth for Christ were having very similar parallel journeys into this world of, of YouTube. My uh, my brother is a is a full time YouTuber and has been for the past 12 years. And so I grew up in a household that was surrounded by cameras and various different things i actually uh, i up, i started editing and, and uploading my brother's first ever youtube channels he, he was essentially very very talented with a football and could do lots of tricks and and he sort of was on youtube during the boom and and so it he took off and got and grew popularity and, and got more and more followers and i was still sort of working for him from afar as i was going through my own career in terms of to progress in youth ministry and I think my my worlds were very separate in terms of you know I'd I'd still run his social media accounts and support him in videos and editing but also then I'd be doing my stuff which was youth work face-to-face all of this different stuff and and basically that the two worlds for me collided when I was a, a youth pastor in a church on a small island just off the coast of France. So it, it's, a, it's a British island, but, it, but it's right down uh, near the coast of France. And I was there for three and a half years working as a youth pastor. And uh, we came back to the mainland for a, for a huge camp back in the summer of 2016. And my brother, who was living in England, bought his, his wife and, and his family and, and bought his church youth group because he was volunteering in at the time. And um, we went to this huge festival called Soul Survivor, which is about 10,000 young people in wow. a field in, in this massive tent and um, <laughs> on the last night the guy from the front gave uh, the young people an opportunity to respond to the good news of Jesus so he preached the gospel and then said hey if you if you've heard this for the first time and you want to respond then we want to invite you to to come to the front and and we want to celebrate with you and um, me and my brother Dan were were sat quite close to each other and these two lads uh, from a different youth group stood up and and so straight away we were we just all started to applaud because that's what used to happen you know we thought they were just going to go down to the front and they walked over to my brother and they asked for a selfie because they'd recognized him from YouTube <laughs> and um and my brother handled it brilliantly you know it wasn't the right time or place to get a selfie during that moment and and something within me he didn't, I guess, say, he didn't say go accept Jesus first and then come back and get a <laughs> no, no. Yeah, that would have been superb. That's the <laughs> ultimate way, ultimate way of, <laughs> of leading young people to Jesus. Um, and yeah, so he, he just said, look, I'll be at the football cage later and we'll, we'll do it there. And, uh, and something within me was, was shifted and, uh, and stirred. For the first time, I thought, 
where like I love my brother to bits and he is a committed Christian and he loves Jesus, but he's not the, the saviour that the young people need. Like it's not about we I don't want to get them young people in the UK or in the world to a point where they're just following a Christian because because as we know, we are broken, sinful people ourselves. And so something was stirred within me and I thought, how do we get to a point where we so passionately love Jesus and create content that is so good and so high quality and so relevant, but it pushes young people beyond our own influence. So yes, we may have a small influence, but actually it goes beyond the, oh my goodness, there's Ben cutting or there's Dan cutting, but actually it pushes them towards who Christ is. So I, in fact, went back to my youth group in Jersey and started a YouTube channel off the back of that and thought, how do we reach their friends? And it was very, very small, very, you know, the, the island was small in itself. And, and so we created just a fun channel that they could comfortably share with their friends. And all the while, Youth for Christ had had been, again, in this parallel journey, having doing research uh, and the research was telling them that young people are spending less and less time, it, this was in the UK particularly, less and less time uh, in churches, in youth groups and more and more time online. Mm-hmm. And then they did another big bit of research in 2018, which told told us basically exactly what young people were doing online. And off the back of that, YouTube was the space that young people were in. That was the most popular. I think it still is. And um, And so Youth for Christ, whilst I was starting to use my youth ministry to reach younger young people digitally youth for christ had advertised off the back of their research saying we want we want to employ a digital evangelist and we want them to do this nationally and tell young people about jesus and and connect with thousands if not millions of young people and and i saw the job and thought this this looks phenomenal this is this is what i'd love to do and um and i went for it and and thankfully got it and uh, I've been doing it for for two and a half years. And intro outro was born out of out of that job. Um, so they gave me free reign and said, "Hey, come up with something." And I I came up with intro outro, which which exclusively. I mean, I, I didn't know this at the time when I when I thought of a name. We we originally were going to go with heads and tails. Okay. Tails spelt like T T A L E S, like heads, oh. like people and stories, basically. Yeah. Which I liked, but it was just. I just didn't love. And so I walked into a, into a marketing meeting where we were going to, you know, start to commission this and move forward. And I went to bed that night before and was like, man, like I really, I really need a different name. Like I just, I want something to just click. And then the next morning, intro outro popped into my mind and I walked into the office and I was like, guys, it's called intro outro. And they were like, yeah, but what does it mean? And I was like, Oh, it actually doesn't have a meaning. I just like the name. And then out of out of me being able I was gonna ask you about that. That's interesting. Yeah. And out of, have you put have you attached meaning to it since then? Yeah, so I literally in that in that meeting when he said to me, What does it mean? My I mean, in some ways it's a gift, but it's also terrible. My ability to blag and to uh think quickly on my feet just was birthed into action again. And I just I just came up with this slogan which was to introduce young people to Jesus and encourage them to live it out. So it's intro, outro, and and uh, it's you know you it's it's absolute divine creativity is is what I look back on and think, man, God is is so good. Yeah. So it you, it's exclusively you're a digital evangelist, and so you said you know the content is created to to introduce young people to Jesus and what He can do and the hope that He brings, right? Mm. But the way you do that is so creative, and so this is where I wanted to get into even my second 
most favorite, probably my number one most favorite video. Um, and I don't know if you know what that is. You're kind of smiling now, but um, it's probably one of the most popular ones on your channel, maybe. And it was 19-year-old Ben. 19-year-old uh, Ben on TV. On TV, that's what it is. And so yeah. um, you were reliving a moment with your roommate. That was Steve, right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, reliving a moment that uh, you had met a young lady and it was being put on tele national television, right? Mm. Uh, talk a little bit about that video. So people like maybe want to go back and watch it. Uh, uh, yeah. They know what they're getting into. Basically a very young, naive Ben Cutting traveled to uh, do Camp America uh, in the summer of 2000 and uh, in the summer of 2008. And he fell in love with a, with an American girl and, um, you you technically on the camp you weren't it was a christian camp and you weren't technically allowed to start relationships or start dating uh and me being the sort of charming english man that i was and <laughs> and i wear my heart on my sleeve and i've i just can't change it and so um i i basically ended up kissing her on the cheek uh, outside of a wendy's and got sent home and and um and then that's harsh man it it, it, mate, it was it was wow. a, it was a sad day um <laughs> And basically three months later in the November, she, the, the relationship was going really well and she travelled out to, to England to visit me. And whilst I was at the airport waiting to co collect my love, um, <laughs> she, I was interviewed and, uh, for a brand new TV show called Hello Goodbye, which was, um, which was aired on a, on a very big channel in, in the UK. And... Um, and yeah, I was interviewed by a, a, a presenter who I absolutely was like looked up to and was like, oh my goodness, it's, it's her. And, um, and basically my, myself and my housemate found the footage uh, 11, 12 years on and we, we relived, uh, we sort of yeah, watched it and, and relived the moments of everything that I said. Questions like, the presenter asked me questions like, do you think you'll marry her? And, um, and then I got, I got my housemate to, to answer what he thought I would say before we, uh, we heard the, what he, what I actually did say. And so it's, yeah, it's one of the, um, I think it's one of my favorite videos we've ever done. And, it was, uh, it's it fantastic. A lot of joy. It's yeah. fantastic. Thank and, you, mate. Uh, I don't want to give too much else away because I want people to go live the moment mm. uh, with you and Steve as they watch it. So yeah. uh, maybe I'll even post a link to that in the in the show notes of this episode. But um, my one of the reasons I love that video so much is because you are t your target audience is teenagers, right? And so mm. you're reliving this moment when you were in their shoes, right? Mm. And it's not just adult Ben talking to young people and pointing them to Jesus. It's mm. it's highlighting these moments in your life and reliving these moments that are challenging for you mm. or that were challenging for you in all sorts of different ways, right? Mm. Um, and, and just putting yourself out there to re relate to young people. Mm. Anyway, you have a, a really creative and fun way to do it. Like, how do you come up with these ideas? How do you stay creative and stay fresh doing weekly content the way you do? Yeah, and I think for me, it's um, I was I was so interested. Uh, obviously, the name of this, the name of the podcast, Holy Creativity. Yeah. Um, I I don't know if I coined it, but certainly over over lockdown, and I think I've even mentioned it. But this this nature of divine creativity that mm, that you yeah. just you almost you look ahead and you think, right, you know, there's, there's four Thursdays in September, that's four videos. 
And then by the end of September, you look back, and you think, man, how, how on earth did I find time? Did I create stuff? And, and obviously you can't, there's, there's an element to that where you don't just sit back and, and, and let God do it. He chooses to partner with us. He, I know my role and responsibility in that. And I, I'm desperate to create the best content, but um, I think it helps that I'm an ideas man. And so I, I have these crazy, outrageous ideas that sometimes Youth for Christ or, or uh, friends will say, you know, think about that one. That, that might be too crazy. Um, for example, I think the best example is when Kanye West a few years ago released his, his Jesus is King album. Yeah. There were so many youth workers in the UK that were suddenly hip hop rap experts. And they were friends of mine and they were incredibly okay. wonderful people. but also quite geeky and nerdy and they're they're releasing videos that talk about Kanye West's album and I was thinking hmm, okay and then Youth for Christ came to me and said we want you to release a, a review of Kanye West's album and I, I I thought about it for a few days and I thought everyone's making this video so I went back to Youth for Christ and I said fly me to LA I said fly me to LA for three days and what I'll do is I'll listen to Jesus is King whilst we're traveling and whilst we're doing all this and what I'll try and do is I'll try and meet Kanye so we'll go to tv studios and wait outside and we'll you know do the classic even just to get a picture with him you know that would be success and and obviously it budgets and and various things like that and and i think then even including covid but i think it's it's about thinking so outrageously and giving people an experience of of what you're going through you know we we've done crazy things like go to dubai and film up the tallest building in the world but then equally we've done videos where we are in the house and we're taking people through our isolation journey. So it's about using what I'm going through in life and bringing people into the joyfulness of that and also the lowest moments and being authentic and being open. But but again, bringing God into those ideas and saying, hey, God, I, I need your help on this. I need some ideas. I need creativity. And and I think they're, they're the ones, divine creativity, holy creativity, whatever you want to call it, that is, that is the absolute way that I create videos. Yeah, I think it's, uh, I love that, you do the big things and I wish you could have done that. The trip to LA, that would have been incredible. Uh, I love that you do the big things, but the thing that I appreciate is the, the creativity in your small space in Mm. with your housemates. Right. Uh, I think one of the first videos I came across of yours, you had put together a, um, uh, a trick shot, something or other through your apartment. Yeah. It's just fun. Like in the mundane things of life, Mm. you still made it entertaining. Uh, it actually took me back to my college days when we set up a, a nine hole putt putt course through our dorm and we're hitting people down steps with a golf ball, which was totally not good, (laughs) but, uh, you, you bring, you bring life, you bring energy and you bring fun to the mundane, especially when young people are, are locked up in their own homes and they're Mm. going, what do I do? You know, you're bringing the fun to them and so, and just showing this is what I do. This is how I'm creative in my house. And so those are things like I consider myself sometimes an idea guy, but I would have never thought like, <laughs> let's fly to L.A. and meet Kanye. I but know. I also probably would have never thought, you know, let's set up a, a trick shot course in our house mm. and, and do something with that. So I'm probably somewhere in between there. <laughs> and I love that you bring that creativity and put it on display for people um, in the big stuff and the small stuff. Mm. Thank you, mate. Everyone, I hope you've enjoyed the first half of my interview with Ben. There's so much more to come, so stick around. But I wanted to break in just for a moment to the middle of this podcast to invite you to participate in a couple of ways. The first is an opportunity to give to support the work that I'm doing here on the podcast. 
So if you like what you're hearing and you're interested in supporting this project, I'd invite you to click the link in the show notes to buy me a coffee. It's a simple, safe, and secure way to give financially to support the work that I'm doing here. If you're a creator and you're interested in talking about how your faith impacts your work and how your work impacts the world, I'd love to hear from you. So the way to do so is to scroll on down to the show notes, click the link to my guest request form, fill that out. I would love to have a conversation with you to see what it might look like for you to come on and be a guest and share your story here on the show. That's all I have for now. More info at the end of the podcast, so stick around. In the meantime, let's get back to my interview with Ben. Let's transition for just a few minutes. I want to hear a little bit of your faith story, because I think that's really informed some of the work that you're doing currently with Intro Outro. Yeah, so um, I, was, I grew up in a, in a, in a Christian home. Both, both my parents loved Jesus, and, and we were always encouraged to, to go to church. I became a Christian when I was five years old. My, uh, my, uh, my older brother, who I've already spoken about a little bit, he's uh, two years older than me and we shared bunk beds when we were, I was five, he was seven. And he uh, prayed the prayer with my parents one night. He just said, oh, mum, I'm, I'm ready to, to pray the prayer. And me being on the, on the top bunk sort of listened in and, and was, you know, eager to hear what was happening. And after he prayed the prayer with my mum, she gave him like a pen and a, and a little notebook and and probably a, a children's bible and i remember like at the time you know that was like an ipad you know and i was thinking mm. like okay i like i need to play this tactically i can't i can't ask i can't become a christian the exact night after but i've got to get my hands on on this on this uh notepad and and pen and so, so I even wait at five years old, you were a really strategic thinker. <laughs> I, I a, love that. I was a nightmare. I think you, you putting it as a strategic thinker is, is a really nice way of putting it. Um, I don't think my parents would have said that. Um, and so I, I waited. Uh, yeah, I waited not the next night, but the night after two nights. And um, I said, you know, mum, I, I, and I think part of me really wanted to, you know, I, I knew what I was getting myself into. I don't think I would have even as a, as a five-year-old manipulated my parents to get a free pen. And, but um, right. <laughs> I think, you know, that, that I just, um, yeah, I was, I was, you know, I understood who Jesus was, even as a, even as a five-year-old being brought up in a, in, in that environment. And I don't really remember a time where I, I, you know, even before that, as I've got some very faint memories, but I can't remember a time where I didn't live with Christ in my life as, as, a, as a follower of Jesus. And so I prayed the prayer with my mum that night and uh, straight after the prayer, she said, oh, we, we weren't expecting this turnaround so quickly that we, we haven't had a chance to go to the Christian bookshop. And um, <laughs> so I was a little bit disappointed. And then when I was 12 years old, I was, so was on that. A, a, uh, pause there for a second. Was yeah, that yeah. a, we weren't ready for this turnaround. Was that a Ben, we didn't think you were even, No, no, no. you were so far that way. We didn't think you were coming around or we didn't think like, oh, we weren't, we just weren't ready that you saw your brother and whatever. Yeah. I like to think it was the latter, but uh, maybe, <laughs> maybe looking back, they were just thinking this five-year-old Ben is so far from, from Jesus at the moment. He's um, so strategic of a thinker. Yeah, that. exactly. Exactly. <laughs> When will his time come? Yeah, so they, they hadn't managed to go to the Christian bookshop in time. And um, so I didn't actually get a pen that night, but I did get it eventually. And um, and then when did I was... You count, how long was it? Did you count the days? I can't remember. I can't remember. It wasn't, it wasn't too long after, um, but it did, it did arrive eventually, thankfully. 
then when I was I was 12 years old when I um I was on a, a Christian camp with my um with that my dad was leading and I think I just during one of the worship or or the talk or in response to one of the talks I can't really remember what was said but I just remember crying and and grasping for the first time ever that almost the the Holy Spirit in my life I knew he was there before but I didn't I, I think it was the first time I'd experienced it and then um my my absolute need for a savior and my need for as a as a sinful human being broken you know there's there's only so much you can understand as a five-year-old and and as a 12-year-old it it broke me and I, and I think I came to this realization of oh my goodness I am I am broken. I, I'm a strategic thinker. I, I tell lies, you know, all these different <laughs> things that, that my life is filled with. And actually I, I desperately, desperately need Jesus. And, and so at 12 years old, I, I got that and grasped it for the first time. And then, and then my secondary school years, my, my high school years were, were, um, incredibly challenging. I was bullied a lot. My dad was, was the, the face of Christianity in my school. So he came in to do the assemblies and, um, you know, do, do talks in, in lessons. And so I was, I was ridiculed and, and bullied throughout secondary school. And so I found it really tough, but again, I look back and, and God really kept hold of me and, and, and really moved in my life. Then when I was 16 years old, I was baptized, um, uh, uh through at my local church at the time. And, um, yeah, and then and then my life has gone from, I guess ever since twelve, just working out what does this look like and how do I, how, how do I live in a way, you know, not because because we're called to and because it's the the best analogy that I've ever used, which is so simple but beautiful, and and it came from my my uh, my parents actually. It's my dad describes his his marriage to my mum, and and he he describes it as when they got married, you know, nothing in the nothing in the contract of marriage was written that said, oh, I have to, I have to put the toilet seat down. Like when I go, when I use the loo, I have to put the toilet seat down afterwards. But obviously as, as he grew in his marriage and love for my mum over time, he realised that, you know, whether my mum was saying, Tim, put the toilet seat down, you know, you've, you need to, you know, yeah. come on, you know, the, the, the general, um, the, that sort of general nagging that she she's so good at my mum I love her to bits but you know <laughs> whether whether it was it was that but over time he started to realize that actually putting the toilet seat down is a very simple way of him showing his love for my mum and it, and it started to please her and and so in the same way there's there's been this relationship that I've had with Jesus and the more that I love him the more that I grasp of how good and how kind and how faithful he is the more I want to live in a way that pleases him so so that the the fight against you know uh, against the 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 stuff that culture throws at young people sex drugs rock and roll you know all those different things actually in my life it's become more of a way of you know it's not oh I can't go to this party or I can't drink at this party oh I'm so boring it's actually why why do I want to? Like, what, what is it that, that how am I going to live in a way that, that honours Christ and, and wants to live in a way that pleases God? And it's not, a, it's not a God sat on his throne with lightning bolts saying, you have to live like this. But it's a God that is inviting us into saying, hey, you want to live in freedom? You want to live in, in peace and hope and love with one another? Like, the, the, this is the way to do it. And, and I think my, my life since then, I'm 32 years old now, and, and my life since then has been a, 
at times a car crash of of learning that lesson but but equally you know desperate to to grasp who Jesus is more and more each day and and hold on to his his holiness and and pursue him because I because I know it makes me a better human being and um yeah and so I th- yeah that's that's my life that's uh, it pretty much summed up but um yeah it's been it's been an eventful yeah. one for sure Talk about maybe your journey into youth ministry a little bit, why that's why you're so passionate about youth ministry. And here's here's another thing I wanted to hit on is, uh, you know, Friends, you said was a pretty significant thing in your life, mm-hmm. right? The a TV show, uh, watching a bunch of adults sit around drinking coffee. I think that's what people think about uh, when they think about youth workers sometimes mm. is, you know, we sit around, we hang out with kids, we don't do a whole lot, we just have conversation. But you quickly find out as you go down that road that that's not at all what youth work really is. So talk about that journey for you into youth work. Yeah, for sure. I um, so I think I, I touched on it a very very lightly at the beginning, but I I I sort of I didn't do very well in school. I used school as very much a social setting, and and so I didn't come out with the grades that I needed to to go to university, and and I think the reality of life started to dawn on me as all my friends went on to, to, to uni and, and various stages. And, and I, I really, um, I joined, um, I did a couple of, of football tours with, um, a couple of organizations around the world. So I, I went and played, uh, football in, in various different countries, particularly Africa. I spent a, a lot of time in a, a few different countries in Africa. I did a, a year in South Africa playing football. And as part of the playing, I um I got asked to coach an under 11s uh boys football team and I loved passing knowledge of you know really difficult tactical decisions but actually passing them on to a younger generation to to help them to see it really clearly as a picture and I think that was the driving force into my love for youth work and so I started to love uh you know I I was working for a Christian organization in in Cape Town and whilst the the boys football team wasn't exclusively christian we were encouraged to share faith with them and so it was it started off as a, you know and this was just after the 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 video that i recorded so that was the november the 19 year old ben on tv happened in november and okay. then i and then as a 19 year old i moved out to to south africa and um and started to get these creative ideas thinking oh how does how does football in life relate to faith and how does how does the situation that these young lad, these you know 10 11 year olds are facing how where does jesus speak into that what does the bible say about these things and and i started to really love love youth work to to the point where i, I volunteered for uh, on a youth team in a in a local church out there and and just i think there was part of me that that enjoyed being the center of attention i i i think you know i i love being the life and soul of the party and i and i think that that's that was that was helpful in youth work but that i think is the moment for me that i a combination of not really wanting to grow up and then also just falling in love with this idea of being able to share complicated things that i found complicated you know even as a 32 year old it, it some of the stuff absolutely baffles me and i i really wanted young people to to get the complicated nature of life and, and put it in a really simple way and also to remind them of, of who they are before Christ and that is a, a son or a daughter and and I think all all those different passions got me into this space of of desperately wanting to share the good news of Jesus and 
and a combination of God's faithfulness in in my failings as at school and him bringing that back to to for his glory. Yeah. Yeah. It's fascinating to me to uh hear other people's stories and process through those stories. Um, and the, the thing that the reason, one of the reasons I wanted to do this podcast is because I've recognized in my life that the things that I thought I was going to do, like the career paths I was going to go down, actually God used those for a time and they weren't necessarily for me to go down, but they got me to places, my passions and my giftings got me to places where God said, okay, here's where I want to use you. Mm. Uh, it got you to this point. And now while you're here, there's some other passions and skills and abilities and giftings that I want to develop in you. And it's always moved me to a new place. So to hear you say, you know, your, your passion for foot, for football, and I almost said soccer again, um, <laughs> your passion for, for football got you to this place mm. that actually got you involved in coaching young people and passing on some knowledge and some skills and abilities and some ways of thinking that really got you passionate about, you know, integrating my love for Jesus into coaching and then into eventually into youth ministry. So um, I just want to encourage people as you hear these stories, like consider the, the giftings that you have, consider the passions that you have and, and maybe the direction that you want to go but also consider what's God doing in my life right now. Mm. And how does God want to use my creative genius or my creative giftings, whether it's creating video content, painting murals or whatever it is, how can God use that to impact the people in your world? Because you have influence, right? Mm. No matter where you are, you have a level of influence, Um, especially creative individuals who sometimes we feel like we're doing things in a vacuum, right? We're doing things. We hope people see them. We want people to see what we do and we want it to make a difference, but it can be a lonely space, right? We we were talking earlier uh, before we pressed record how creating video content is a grind, right? Mm. And sometimes it can be a lonely space. But I do think if we have our sights set on things bigger than what I'm doing in the moment, that God wants to use the giftings and abilities that you have to impact the lives of people around you. So I want to transition as we kind of bring this conversation to a close. What is maybe a piece of advice that someone gave you or you wish you would have received? Yeah, it's um, the, the <laughs> it's just three words and it's immensely simple and uh, we can unpack it. But it's, it's simply that only Christ satisfies. Mm. And I think if I'd had lived my life in the knowledge of that far sooner than I than I grasped it and and to be honest and still trying to grasp it and still work out what that looks like but but I think in in all of this uh world social media youtube the you know it, it can be anything you know we we put our our hope and we put our trust into anything that that we can latch onto and and I speak for myself I I just I just forget so easily. I forget so easily the truth of of the good news of of Christ, and and so to remind myself of that is to is to remember that only Christ satisfies. You know, there are there are times where videos go and do so well that the the European Championship final video is our most viewed video, mm. and it went and it did so well, and and the comments on it made me feel so good. And you know, you you start to get recognised, and people say, oh, you know, you, you've that video has done so well. It was brilliant, and. And it and it fills you up and it and it makes you feel good and you're like oh yeah you know this is this is going places and and then the very next video gets 
10 views in, in three days and you think, <laughs> oh, hang on, where did I put my hope and satisfaction in? I put it in comments and likes and, and the world is so, uh, so quick to forget uh, and, and it's relentless and, it, and, it, and it, does, it almost doesn't want you to succeed. Yeah. And I think what we have to remember is in all this is that, is that Christ longs for, for us to succeed, but it's not a success in the world's eyes. It's, do, have you ended the day having spent time with me? Have you ended the day loving me more than you did this morning? And, and not because we have to, but because we're invited into it. And I think to, to hold on to that and to remember whether you are uploading content or you have a level of success that the world would recognise as, oh, they're, you know, they're doing really well, to just hold on to that truth of only Christ satisfies because it, 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 drastically, it drastically changes everything when we, when we really live by that. Yeah. Yeah, I 100% agree with that. Um, you know, that's a, that's a piece of advice we probably need to hear and remind ourselves of every morning that we mm. get up, right, for that very reason that you just described. You know, sometimes we get caught striving for the likes, the views, or mm. the, the attention, the um, career path, right? We, we mm. get caught up in striving, and I think that's something that I have to continue to remind myself of. And so the, the, that phrase, only Christ satisfies, might be mm. something that goes up on my wall soon um, mm. because I think it's brilliant. So thanks for, thanks for sharing that. It's so true, so true. My pleasure. And I also, I also think that there's, I think you touched on it, that the loneliness and the, you know, particularly if anyone's listening to this and they do create and, and they are creative and they, and they see themselves or they create stuff, you, it is a lonely place. And, mm-hmm. and I think one, you, you can almost chase the success of the world for, for, for recognition, but in a slightly different way. So, so I, I see it in myself all the time. Like, I think if, if people watch a video of intro outro and they don't subscribe or they, or they don't share or, you know, they don't say something encouraging, there's, there's a voice in the back of my mind that's proved them wrong, you know, prove, prove them wrong, you know, yeah. in a year's time, make them look back and think, oh, I wish I supported intro outro. And, and all of those things are, are just other ways that, that I'm, I'm not allowing Christ to, to be king of my king of my heart and so i think sometimes we, we do focus on the oh you know likes can can take away my distraction from christ or or you know if a video goes well but actually for me the biggest thing is is wanting to prove people almost that i'm good enough and yeah. actually with christ it, it comes to a place where you know you all you have to do is is, is open ephesians one and it just is is full of you are a child, you are chosen, you are, you, you, you are um, predestined to, you know, all those different words that just help us to know where identity is. And so I don't have to go chasing to prove people wrong. And I have to remind myself of, of God's goodness in all those things. Yeah, that's so good. I think that's something that you nailed it. I think that's something that all of us, you know, who consider ourselves creative in any form, deal mm. with, um, you know, am I good enough? Is my content good enough? Is my, mm. is my artwork good enough? Is my music good enough? Right. And so, uh, remembering that we do have all that we need in Christ mm. and only he satisfies is brilliant advice. So thank you for sharing that. Ben, where can, I know people are interested in looking you up, getting in contact with you as they hear your story, as they hear you share what you're doing, as they hear more about intro, outro, and the my two favorite videos. I'm sure there are others <laughs> that they want to check out. Tell us where people can find you on social media. Yeah, so, so you can, uh, I'm, I'm on social media at Benjamin Cutting across uh, most platforms, um, Twitter, 
and Instagram particularly. Um, and so you'd be very welcome to, to, you know, if you've got any questions or comments or you, or you want to know more, then, then just send, send me a DM or, or get in contact. I love, absolutely love hearing from people and supporting in any way that I can and, and hearing about what people are doing as well. Um, so please do get in contact. And then intro outro is, is youtube.com forward slash intro outro. Uh, and then on Instagram, it's at intro outro YT which stands for YouTube. So um, yeah, at intro, outro, YT. And you can, uh, yeah, we, we produce weekly videos, which are from the totally outrageous, embarrassing and wacky to uh, real moments. And I think the way you described it is a, is a huge honour. You know, it's, it's, it's hopeful and we want to share, share the good news, which is joyful um, with, with young people. And so, you know, even if you're, if you're older than a young person listening to this and you think, oh, it's not for me, like we'd love you to go and check it out anyway and, and watch a few and, and, and share it with, with friends and share some, some thoughts, we'd, we'd love that. Yeah, I absolutely, I love watching them myself and I'm older than you are. Um, so I love watching them myself uh, and I've, show, I've sat down with my, my own kids. I've got three kids and I've shown them some of these videos and they absolutely love it. So uh, definitely share, share the content. Ben, it has been a real pleasure, my friend. Thank you for joining me. My, uh, honestly, it's my pleasure, mate. Really enjoyed it. Thank you. enjoyed this episode of holy creativity with my friend ben and there's so many more fascinating creators like ben that i am excited to introduce you to in the months and years to come as we continue to grow this podcast so if you've enjoyed the podcast so far i've told you about a couple of opportunities you can support financially you can potentially even be a guest on the podcast but be sure whatever you do to subscribe to the podcast And it would be a huge blessing to me if you would leave a rating and a review on whatever platform you happen to be listening on right now. If you are interested in being a guest on the podcast, remember there's a link in the show notes to my guest request form. Be sure to fill that out and we will have a conversation about that. So that'll do it for this episode of Holy Creativity. I hope you found some inspiration in today's conversation to explore that sacred space where faith and creativity converge in your life. We'll talk soon.